0: We're going to be in Psalm chapter, Psalm number one tonight, Psalm number one. Some of us might even say that the book of Psalms is our favorite book. I'm going to start out by reading the introduction that's found in the Thomas Nelson edition of the King James Bible. Introduction to that book says, the book of Psalms is the largest and perhaps the most widely used book in the Bible, and it explores a full range of human experience in a very personal and practical way. It's 150 songs run from creation through patriarchal, theocratic, monarchical, exilic, and post-exilic periods. A tremendous breadth of subject matter and the Psalms include diverse topics such as jubilation and war, peace, worship, judgment, messianic prophecy, praise and lament. The Psalms were set to a company of stringed instruments and served as the temple hymn book or devotional guide for the Jewish people. You know, most times on our fifth Sundays when I have opportunity to bring the word of God to you, we've looked at Psalms. Uh, one of one of the Psalms, and tonight is no no exception. Mainly because of its great emphasis in worship and music, um, we many of us would say that we love the Book of Psalms, and maybe because of its broad subject matter, we feel like it's it, it, when we read the Psalms, we're home. It it, it touches our hearts. Um, so. However this evening although uh, we will continue in the book uh, of Psalms we'll consider a psalm whose content expresses the characteristics of a pious man a, a godly man uh, other psalms consider the same i can think of a few perhaps you can think of others think of psalm 43 where the scripture says but know that the lord hath set Apart him that is godly for himself, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Psalm 101, some preachers have nicknamed it the psalm of a godly man. And verse 2a says, I will behave myself wisely and in a perfect way. Verse 3a is a familiar verse, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Psalm 116:15, we hear, at certain times, "Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints." But there's a verse in Psalm 12, verse one that should startle us, and though we realize the evidence even today, all, all around us, David writes in Psalm 12:1, he says, "Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful." fail from among the children of men so men women young people children how can you become a man or a woman of god or or perhaps for some of us maybe you might say how can i remain on course you've already set your course that that's that's a plan of yours, I want to be a godly man, I want to be a godly, how do, you, how do you stay there? In your pursuit of godliness, so a person, so as a person who reminds others of the attributes of God, do my, does my life, does my actions, does my, as the King James says, my conversation, my lifestyle, does it remind others of the attributes of God? Uh, himself? Or or is my life pleasing to God? So obviously this is a much broader subject than what we're going to uh, cover, uh, t- uh, certainly not completely tonight, but we will uh, explore it this evening. I'd like to offer a help in your journey, in your journey toward or in the pursuit of godliness, something that By personal experience, when I uh, have had this as a practice or routine in my life, I've certainly reaped the spiritual benefits of it. And on the contrary, when it has not been a part of my life, I've realized the battle of sin much more readily. So I speak of the meditation on the word of God. Do you memorize and meditate? Now, I, I would say probably most, if not all of us, read the Word of God on a daily basis. And that's good. Don't stop. <laughs> but I'd like to s- submit to you that we need to take it a step further. We can't just open the Bible in the morning when we wake up or open the Bible at bed, or maybe you do both. And that's great too. But what are you doing with the word of God the rest of the day? We can't, we can't designate God certain, only certain times of our day. We must have him in our thoughts all the time. Psalm 12, verse 6 says, the words of the Lord are pure, as silver tried in a furnace of earth purifieth seven times. And as I go through these, it's not the meditation that I want you to focus on, but it's the word of God that you need to focus on. Why? Because it's God's word. What is the word of God to you? What is the word of God to me? Psalm 18, verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those who trust him. Psalm one, nineteen, nine: 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm 19, 7 through 10. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also then honey, then the honeycomb. And finally, you turn with me to Psalm 1. Psalm 1, blessed is the man that, you know what? Let's read it together or quote it. I see some of you are ready to quote. That's great. Ready? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 1. Really just kind of uh, three, three points here, okay? So um, number one, the reverse or, or the opposite of the godly man, okay? Sometimes we can define something by by what it's not, right? So this is what verse one, this is what verse one says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed, not a complicated word, means happy. Blessed, occurs 43 times in the Bible, And it's always translated blessed or happy, okay? The idea of walking is simply that. It's moving along, okay? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly movement. Ungodly, mostly translated wicked. Only a few times here, eight times translated ungodly. Sinner, we know what it's simply a sinner, someone who's sinful, someone who's transgressed against God's law. And then the scornful, the scornful is a mocker, right? A mocker, one who makes fun at. The Bible says, the blessed man is not one that sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Does not sit with those who make fun, who mock at God's word. Do you notice the, the, the digression of posture, right? We have walking, and then we have standing, and then we have sitting. Do you notice that there's also an intensity of the decline of company? We have the ungodly, the sinner, and then the scoffer, the scorner. rarely does one wake up, one, one day we're walking with God and the next day we're in the depths of sin. Rarely does that happen. Why? Because first we're just going to walk with the undodly. Then we get comfortable with that and we're actually going to stand a while and spend time with the sinners. And before we know it, we end up Comfortably sitting with those who mock God and His Word, the scorner, the scoffer. Folks, our decisions, our little decisions every day, it matters. The happy man, the blessed man, the godly man does not walk, stand, or sit. You would say, well, of course I'm not going to sit with a scoffer. Of course I'm not going to have a scoffer or a scorner as my best friend where I spend a lot of time with. Of course I'm not going to do that. Our little. Di- where, where are you in, in this progression? If you're a godly man or woman, if you're in pursuit of imitating the person and works of Jesus Christ the blessed man does not the godly man does not these things a blessed man a happy man a godly man does not do these things neither does he keep company with those who do all right so however the blessed man the happy man the godly man what does he do then all right what is, his, what is his recourse, number two? What is his recourse of the godly man? Verse. Uh, let's go to verse two. But his delight, but, okay? So it's contrary, it's different. First, we have the ways of the ungodly, the ways of the sinner, the ways of the scorner. And now we have, but... So it's opposite. He does not partake. But, verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. The word delight here simply means pleasure. means desiring a pleasant thing. Do you look forward to your time in God's word? Is it it a delight to you? Is it a a pleasure? Is Is it a pleasant thing for you? To spend time in God's word? To think about God's word? Is that a pleasant thing? He says, yes, this is, this is what the happy man, this is what the godly man does. It's pleasant to him. It's, it's, it is a desire of him. Psalm 42, verse 1 says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, So panteth my soul after thee, O God. Have you ever been thirsty? Really thirsty? Probably few of us. Not most. Probably only few of us have been really thirsty. Not had access to water. Where it becomes the only thing you're thinking about. That's where we should be. You say, oh, but I've, I've got a job. I think the Lord knows that. And I think he is having his presence on our mind while you're doing your, your work. I think that's possible. I think we, we can do that. Is he your desire? Is he your desire? The word meditate, an interesting word. It actually literally means to murmur, to ponder, to mutter. Almost like what? You are talking to yourself. Meditate. Can I read to you what a few commentators say about This verse Matthew Henry says to meditate in God's word is to discourse to discourse with yourself concerning the great things contained in it with a close application of mind a fixedness of thought till we be suitably affected with those things and experience the savor and power of them in our hearts. Another commentator warns us that the biblical meditation is really the opposite of what we hear a lot about today of the Eastern meditation, involved in so much exercise and that it's opposite. The Eastern meditation involves you emptying your mind, which is very dangerous, where biblical meditation is filling your mind with God's word, completely opposite completely opposite. Charles Spurgeon says, Meditation chews the cud and gets the sweetness and the nutritive virtue of the word into the heart and life. This is the way the godly bring forth much fruit. Anybody grow up on a dairy farm? No? Or Michigan, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So you all know chewing the cud, right? Or do I need to explain this? (laughs) Sorry, no, 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 no. Right? Cows have multiple stomachs. I'm gonna explain it anyway, sorry. Okay. And no, I did not grow up on a dairy farm either. But I I understand that they, they consume a lot of food all at once. And it goes into the first stomach. And then they recall it back to enjoy again. And then they send it to the next stomach. And that happens multiple times. They keep recalling it. That's the idea of meditation. Calling it back up to memory. Why? Charles Spurgeon says, to get the sweetness and nutritive virtue of the word into the heart and life. This is the way that the godly bring forth much fruit, by bringing it back up to think about again, to absorb all of its nutritive virtue. Amen. You say, I, I still don't get it. I, I, I don't understand what, what. I've never, I, I don't think I know how to meditate. It's kind of a big word, right? Have you ever worried? Yes. <laughs> what is What is worry? We're calling back to memory all of those things that we can't do anything about or won't do anything about. And we think about them over and over and over. Worry is bad. Meditation on God's word is good. Recalling God's word. So instead of thinking about the problem that sometimes we can't do anything about, let's dwell on the one who can give us the solution. Let's dwell on the word of God that has the solution. Think over and over again on the word of God, not on our problems. Meditation. Uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary says this, says to dwell on anything in thought, to contemplate, to study, to turn, to revolve, any subject in the mind, to revolve any subject in the mind. Appropriately, but not exclusively, the use of pious contemplation or consideration of great truth. Then, one thing that I love about this dictionary, 1828, Webster's 1828 dictionary, is that for examples it draws from Scripture. And it gives us at this point Psalm 1, verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, doth he contemplate over and over. Okay, so is that part of how you think? Is that part of how I think about God's word? Or, are, since we're in a dictionary, are the antonyms of meditate more, more close? Um, ignore? Do you ignore God's word? Throughout the day, do you neglect God's word? Do you disbelieve or disregard God's word? Do you forget or dismiss God's word? Lastly, results, number three. I'm going to read verse verse three. And he shall be like a tree. The results of a godly man, then he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Psalm 1 verse 3 gives us the results of the happy man, the results of the blessed man, the godly man, the one who avoids evil. The one who avoids evildoers, the one who loves God's word and ponders it. So, while verses four and five that we haven't well we read at the very beginning, as they tell us of the demise of the ungodly man, verse three tells us of the pro the prosperity. The prosperity of the godly man. Now, on on Wednesday night, for those of you who are. In this room, I know many of you are in other places on Wednesday night uh, with Awana and, and the like. But we looked at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all things that are written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success." And the words there, make thy way prosperous, is the same Hebrew word as we see in Psalm 1, verse 3, translated prosper. It means to move forward, to to be good, to be profitable. Again, Charles Spurgeon says, the man who delights in God's word, being taught by it, bringeth forth patience in the time of suffering, faith." in the day of trial and holy joy in the hour of prosperity." The word of God. Now, in, in conclusion here, I, I'm, I know I've done, just mostly looked at verses one through three, but let me just touch, just very briefly touch on verse four. He compares the ungodly man to being like chaff. If you look up chaff, It's that worthless matter of the husk of the corn. It's like cut grass. Which is just blown away, just scattered by the wind. Would you be a godly man, a godly woman, or would you be like the ungodly? Just blown away by the wind of God. If you be a blessed or a happy or a godly man or woman, Psalm 1 tells us that we're going to avoid sin and those who keep that company. Number two, we're going to delight in and meditate on God's word. And then we will realize the true and eternal blessing of God in your life. Let's pray. Lord, be... Thank you so much for this passage of scripture. I know it's very dear to many of us, so perhaps as we've just gone through it, may it recall many things that we already know, maybe some things that we've forgotten. Would you stir in our hearts by the moving of your spirit those things? Would you bring to us specific application in each personal instance each personal circumstance may may you draw that application of things where we need to change in our hearts Lord, as we go through this this week this even this evening may you keep our minds meditating contemplating pondering over muttering and uttering to ourselves in conversation your precious word and keep us in close fellowship with you lord we love you and pray you bless us even now as when you fill us with your grace as we continue and to to sing praise and glory to your name in jesus name amen